على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فإن شاء الله نستمر في قراءة مقدمة القروانية of Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qirawani with the explanation of Sheikh Salif Uzan. Page 92. قال المؤلف رحمه الله وأن الإيمان قول باللسان وإخلاص بالقلب وعمل بالجوارح. And indeed, faith is statement of the tongue and is sincerity of the heart and actions of the limbs. يزيد بزيادة الأعمال وينقص بنقصها. It increases with the extra actions that one does. His iman increases. وَيَنْقُصُ بِنَقْسِهَا And it decreases with the decrease of actions. With the decrease of good actions. فَيَكُونُ فِيهَا النَّقْسُ وَبِهَا الزِّيَادَةِ So because of that, and in the actions, the person's iman increases or decreases. Shaykh Salih Fuzan, and this is actually mentioned before. He says, from the aqeed of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, is that Iman is of, in three. Statement of the tongue, sincerity of the heart, and actions of the limbs. فَهُوَ قَوْلٌ بِاللِّسَانِ بِأَن تَنْطِقَ بِشَهَادَتَيْنِ That you, uh, statement of the tongue, for example, that you, first and foremost, you mentioned the shahadatayn. شَهَدُوا لَا إِلَهِ اللَّهِ شَهَدُوا رَحْمَدُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ One has to say that with his tongue. And belief in his heart. Statement of the tongue to testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And also the dhikr. Remembering Allah is also a statement of the tongue which will help our iman to increase. And tasbih saying subhanallah and tahleel saying la ilaha illallah and enjoying the good and forbidding the evil and teaching the people. And other than that from the actions of the tongue. There are many. And it is not sufficient that one just brings for, uh, uh, the actions of the tongue. Because that's what the hypocrites do. They just bring actions of the tongue. They only say, Amana billah wa rasul And we believe in Allah and His Messenger, but it's not sufficient. One has to fulfill that with obedience from the heart as well as the limbs. Like the person says, Amantu billahi wa rasul wa ata'na, and they say we obey, then they turn away. Thumma yatawalla fariqun minhum min ba'di dalik. Then a party of them turn away after that. So if it was only a statement of the tongue, then that is not iman. And if it was only belief in the heart, then that is not iman. If, it was, if they only have belief in the heart, Without bringing actions, then that is the statement, that is the way of the murji'ah, this misguided group. And irja in the Arabic language means to delay, meaning they used to delay actions from being part of iman. That's why they were called murji'ah. And that is a futile statement from them. And if it had been that they just uh, bring what is in their heart, they say, oh, we believe but they didn't follow up with actions, then that is like the disbelievers. For they didn't actually bring actions of Iman. Not with their tongue, nor with their limbs. 
because amongst them used to believe. They used to believe and know that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, but because of their kibr, their arrogance, they did not follow. They did not follow up with actions. And also because of their ignorant past, they didn't want to leave the way of their forefathers. And Allah said about them, قَدْ نَعْلَمُ أَنَّهُ لَيَحْزُنُكَ الَّذِي يَقُولُونَ فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَذِّبُونَكَ وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَجْحَدُونَ So it's not only that they deny you, but actually they deny the ayat, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So iman is not, likewise, just statement of the tongue and just belief. There must be actions of the limbs. From establishing the prayer, paying the zakah, fasting the month of Ramadan, and fulfilling the hajj pilgrimage if one is able. These are from the righteous actions whereby iman stems from. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهِ The believers, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts tremble. وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا And when our verses are recited to them, it increases them in iman. وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And they rely upon Allah wholeheartedly. الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Those who establish the prayer and with what we have provided them with, they give charity. أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقَّ They are the true believers. So here in this verse, in Surah Al-Anfal, verse 2 to 4, Allah mentions actions. And the Prophet also mentioned actions when he said Iman is 70-odd branches of faith or 60-odd branches of faith. And the best of it is to say, the highest of it is to say, La ilaha illallah. The lowest of it is to remove a harmful objects from the path. Sheikh Rabia, incidentally on this, he says, from removing harmful objects from the path is to re refute Ahlul Bidah. Because you're actually removing harm. The, from the best of those, that you, the things that you remove harm, is to refute shirk and to refute bid'ah, to make the path clear. It's not just a physical path that you see. Maybe you see some glass on the path and you remove it. It's not only that, also bid'ah on the path that the people may fall into. Walhayau, shu'batu min al-iman, and shyness is a branch of faith which stems from the heart. So this hadith shows us that Iman is in three. As for the murji'ah, then they take out actions from being, from the reality of Iman. There are different types of the murji'ah. From one of them they say, or one category of them, they say that Iman is statement of the tongue only. And they are the karamiyah of the murji'ah. The second category they say Iman is belief in the heart only. And they are the ashaira of the murji'ah. The third category, they say, Iman is belief in the heart and statement of the tongue only. And they are the murji'atul fuqaha. Some have fallen into. And he actually mentions four categories. The fourth one is those who say Iman is just to know in the heart. Ma'rifah. Even if you don't believe, just to know in the heart. Even if you don't believe. And they are the jahmiyyah. And they are the worst of the murji'ah. 
But all of them agree that actions are not part of Iman. That's why they are called murji'ah. Because they delayed actions from being part of Iman. As for the case of Iman increasing and decreasing, then we mentioned already the, the, the verses, and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Maryam, verse 76, وَيَزِيدُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ تَدَوْ هُدَى And Allah increases the people of guidance, more guidance. And Allah says, وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانَ When the verses are revealed to them, when they are recited to them, it increases them in Iman. وَإِذَا مَا أُنزِلَتْ سُورَةٌ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُ أَيُّكُمْ زَادَتْهُ هَذِهِ إِيمَانَ فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَزَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانَ وَهُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ So for the believers, it increases them in Iman, and for them it is glad tidings. So to Tawbah 124. So all of these verses show us and prove that Iman increases. And as for decreasing, then the hadith which we already mentioned, and the lowest form of Iman is to remove a harmful object from the path. That is proof that Iman decreases. And likewise the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever sees an evil, then let him change it with his hand. And if he's not able, then with his tongue. And if he's not able, then with his heart, he hates it with his heart. And that is the lowest form of Iman. That is proof again that Iman decreases. There are people who don't have the ability. Uh, they don't have that Iman to change with their hands. And Taban changing with the hands is not for everyone. Changing with the hands is just in your household, for your children, for example, you discipline them. It's not, for, uh, it's not outside where you go and cause more harm than good. And it's for also the leader of the Muslims. He can change with his hand that which he's able to change, to bring about justice in the society and tranquility and calmness and security and safety. And with the tongue, don't use your tongue to create a greater evil, but enjoin in good and forbidden evil with your tongue, with beautiful preaching. And also there's another wording which says, and there isn't anything else besides that, huh? from Iman, from a mustard seed of Iman meaning that it can go so low to even a mustard seed. And this shows you that Iman can be so low that the person can be so uh, weak in his Iman or low in his Iman as a mustard seed. And also in the Hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, take out from the hellfire those who have in their heart a seed, uh, a mustard seed of Iman. Hadith in Bukhari. So Iman can be of that, that can be that low. Habba min khardal. That's the least thing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save them or take them out of their hellfire because of that Iman, no matter how small it is. The fact that they have Iman, if they are punished for their sins, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take them out from the hellfire. Eventually they will enter paradise. Ibn Abi Zayd continued, he said, وَلَا يَكْمُلُ قَوْلُ الْإِيمَانِ إِلَّا بِالْعَمَلِ وَلَا قَوْلَ عَمَلِ إِلَّا بِالنِّيَّةِ وَلَا قَوْلَ عَمَلِ وَنِيَّةِ إِلَّا بِمُوَافَقَةِ السُنَّةِ That is not, that e, the statement of Iman is not complete except with actions. And, uh, and 
statement and actions are not complete except with intention. And statement and actions and intention are not complete unless they are in accordance with the sunnah. This actually statement here, which we've just read, is exactly the same statement you'll find with Sufyan al to his advice of Shu'aib ibn Harb. Same statement he mentioned. And you find that in Usul al-Sunnah of al So here, Shaykh Fawzan, Habibullah, says one must bring all three. Statement of the tongue, actions of the limbs, belief in the heart. Now the heart has actions and statements. Statement of the heart is this aqidah. The actions of the heart are the actions such as love and hate and hope and reliance. These are actions of the heart. And one must bring both. And that's heavy on the scales. Many people, they actually don't consider the actions of the heart, but that's heavy on the al Qiyamah, heavy on the scales. Loving Allah more than you love anyone else. And only Allah knows the true reality of your actions of the heart. We do not open people's hearts and see what his actions are. The actions of the heart. His ikhlas, his sincerity from the actions of the heart. Now, his love, his tawakkul, reliance, actions of the heart. Hope. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلِيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادِتِ رَبِّ أَحَدًا That azima, that, that striving which stems from the heart. He's a heart. He has a heart that's not lazy. The heart is ready to do work. The heart is ready to get up and go. That is a good heart. Yes, you may have lazy limbs. You may get tired. You may get lazy. You may get... Huh? This is not referring to the limbs being tired. And Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna said, this is the heart that's lazy. They're lazy. They don't even have that... Uh, that concern to get up, that striving to get up. Prophet had that. Striving. He did get up and he strove and he completed that was upon him. Sheikh Saif Uzan said, whoever says good speech, but he didn't intend, then he won't have. Because actions must be according to one's intention. You have good speech, you want to be rewarded for it? Intend it in your heart first. Likewise, he says, whoever does actions, but he doesn't intend by those actions, a sincerity, then likewise it's not accepted. All actions have to have intention that is sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah, Allah's Messenger said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ Actions are in accordance with one's intention and everyone will have what he intends. So, لا بد من موافقة السنة. Thereafter, it must be according to the Sunnah. On page 96, Ibn Abi Zayd says, وَأَنَّهُ لَا يَكْفُرُ أَحَدٌ بِذَنْبٍ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقِبْلَةِ This is another part of Aqeedah, that no one from the Ahl al-Qibla leaves Islam because of a sin. If it's a major sin, نعم, like shirk. But if it's a major sin like drinking alcohol, he doesn't leave Islam. Unless he believes that alcohol is halal for him. This is called istihlal. He doesn't leave Islam because of stealing. Unless he believes it's allowed. And the 
proof is established upon the individual whereby he's shown the proof that this is haram akhi. but if he still persists and rejects an aspect of the deen that is known by necessity then he leaves Islam based upon knowledge not based upon ignorance so this is an asal from the usul other than shirk like sins that are things that are haram that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made haram person doesn't leave Islam he's still a Muslim but he's sinful Muslim the fact that he says and he believes in la ilaha illallah Muhammadan Rasulullah he establishes the prayer gives the charity he fasts Ramadan does hajj to the, if he's able so but if he falls short by doing sins then uh, then he's a Muslim but sinful if he does major sins or he does minor sins and of course this is other than shirk shirk Allah will not forgive it because shirk will make a person leave Islam he says it may be that he falls into kufr disbelief but the kufr could be major which takes him out of Islam and it could be minor which doesn't take him out of Islam Prophet said Sibab al-Muslim reviling a Muslim he said is sin and killing him is disbelief not disbelief that takes you out of Islam this is duna kufr duna kufr this is kufr which doesn't take you out of Islam it's the kufr which is a minor kufr which is person still a Muslim but he is very sinful for having killed another person Sibab al-Muslim fusuq kufr and the proof that he's still a Muslim is Allah said Surah Al-Hujurat وَإِن طَعِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اقْتَتَلُوا فَأَصْلِحُ بَيْنَهُمَا when two parties of Muslims of Mu'mins of believers kill each other fight each other then rectify between the two try to make up between them Allah called them Muslims Allah called them Mu'mineen believers so killing does not take you out of Islam but the person if you end up Allah forbid killing another Muslim then you do not leave Islam but you are very sinful for having committed a major sin and for having committed kufr but not the kufr that takes you out of Islam also the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa said at-ta'anu fil ansab kufr reviling somebody's lineage is kufr is disbelief but it doesn't take you out of Islam so there are two there are two types of kufr the major which takes you out of Islam and the minor which doesn't take you out of Islam so for example if someone rejects any aspect of the deen that is known by this like Salah like Siam he rejects not just out of laziness but rejects then that is kufr the major kufr which takes a person out of Islam and of course that is after the proof has been established upon the person and Sheikh Saif Uzan he said the Khawarij, they're the ones who call Muslims kuffar because of major sins. So if somebody does, if, he's, if, if he was known to steal or if known to even lie, they will take them out of Islam. That's why Sheikh Rabbi said the Khawarij of the, of the past are better than the Khawarij now. Because the Khawarij of the past, 
They didn't used to do major sins. <laughs> nowadays, the khawarij of, the, of nowadays, they lie, they cheat, they steal. Even in this country, you find those khawarij, they say it's allowed to steal, go to the supermarket and steal the best pomegranates and, you know, <laughs> take a booty and all sorts of uh, deception that they are upon. So they're worse than the khawarij of the past. And, and as for the murji'ah, then they're the ones, as we said, they say, so long as you believe in the heart, then you are a believer. It doesn't matter what you do of actions. Again, that is misguidance. That is misguidance, such that they do not consider actions or sins to affect one's iman. As for Ahl al-Sunnah al-Jama'ah, the Ashab al-Kaba'i, those who f fall into major sins, if they repent, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts their repentance in this life if they're sincere. Man taba, taba Allahu alayhi. But if they don't repent, then they're under the will of Allah. If He wills, He punishes them, and if He wills, He forgives them. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bihi. Allah will not forgive that you commit shirk with him and he forgives anything else besides that. So the one who's, who's on a major sin other than shirk is under the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who's fornicating, he is not a believer whilst he's fornicating. It doesn't mean he's left Islam. It means at that point, then he's not a mu'min. He's still a Muslim, but he's not a mu'min. Then Ibn Abi Zayd, well at the end of this, before we come to the next section of Ibn Abi Zayd, Shaykh uh, Saif Ozan talks about the prayer. As for the prayer, there isn't anything else that was considered to be amongst the Salaf for one to have left. If they leave it, then it's considered to be disbelief, even if they left it out of laziness. So prayer was considered to be amongst some of the Salaf that if one left it, then they actually leave Islam. And they use various proofs from that is The pact between us and them is the prayer. Between us and the non-Muslims is the prayer. Whoever discards it, leaves it, then he has disbelieved. And also the other hadith, so that hadith is in Sunan al-Tirmidhi, which is Sahih. The other hadith in Sahih Muslim, between a man and his shirk and disbelief is discarding the prayer. So the one who leaves the prayer, according to the, the, uh, some of the scholars, they leave Islam. If they leave it, not just by rejecting it only, but also due to laziness. That is one position. The majority of the scholars, they say that if he left it due to laziness, he's still a Muslim. But he is very sinful. So they differed regarding discarding the prayer due to laziness. They differed over that. And those who say that he's still a Muslim, they use the verse that it is in Allah, Allah will not forgive that they commit shirk. That is the what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive. That they will that they commit shirk. In Allah. 
And if he gives anything else besides that to whomsoever he will. So they use that verse to show that he's still a Muslim, but he is very sinful. And the other narrations which we have also mentioned. Ibn Abi Zaid, he says, And the martyrs are alive with their Lord being provided for. Sheikh Sa'ib Uzan said, from the Asul of Ahl Sunnah al-Jama'ah, is that the martyrs, those who are killed in the path of Allah, to raise his kalima, kalima al-Tawheed, to raise, La ilaha illallah, then when they die in the dunya, then they will be alive in the next, in the next period, which is the barzakh. Don't consider uh, that those who have been killed in the path of Allah has been dead. Rather, they are alive with their Lord being provided for. Rather, they are alive in the next life, not in this life, in the next life. With their Lord, but you do not know. But you do not know what kind of life that they are living. Except that the Prophet said, he mentioned that the martyrs, they are in, they are, uh, their souls are in green birds in paradise. That is mentioned in the authentic narration. But that is in the next period, in the barzakh, not in this life. And they fought so that the statement of Allah is the highest. That is in a legitimate battle. Not in a battle which is illegitimate. Those who fight their neighbors uh, and they claim that they are in a battle. What is this? The Prophet used to be kind to his neighbors. Jibreel continued to advise the Prophet concerning his neighbors such that he fought that they were going to inherit. And that shows you that neighbors, whether they're Muslim or non-Muslims, they are to be taken care of. And that is not a battlefield where you're living side by side with your neighbors. But rather the battlefield is something else. That is if there's a legitimate war. A war where the two sides come facing each other. That is different. And that is in a battlefield. And that is where martyrdom is sought to remove oppression in the land. As for living side by side with those who are not waging war with you and they don't drive you out of your houses. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah subhanahu does not forbid you from being righteous and just with those who do not drive you out of your houses, nor fight you in your religions. So they live in side by side with you. They say to you, good morning every morning and good evening in the evening, living side by side. And how can that be a battlefield? How can you claim that you are in Dar al-Harb? Subhanallah. Do you have a problem in praying? No, you have Salah is easy for you. Fasting is easy. You can establish your pillars in Islam. You be a Muslim. Alhamdulillah. You fast. You can go to the mosque. You can go for Hajj. 
Allahumma barik. You do all that and you say you're in a battlefield? How? How are you in a battlefield? So this is, uh, this is incorrect that we find from the, from the uh, Khawarij, this group of takfiris and jihadists, so-called jihadists. In reality, they are ignorant, causing more harm than good. And also, this is not jihad. Jihad, you fight with behind the leader of the Muslims. Not you go as a group and you blow yourself up. It's not jihad. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned about the story of Musa alayhissalam when it was said, "Ijalna malikan nuqatil fi sabillillah." Make for us a leader that we may fight in the path of Allah. They mentioned leader. That they fight in the path of Allah behind. So jihad is that you fight with the leader of the Muslims. Naam, not that anyone just goes as rubble, as pockets of groups here and there, becoming collateral damage. This is not jihad. This is fasad. Ammal fawda, Sheikh Fawzan says. As for chaos, where everybody gathers his weapons and he kills and he blows up. Whether it's suicide, committing suicide, all of that is not jihad. How could suicide be jihad? When, Prophet, when Allah said, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ And don't kill yourselves. How can suicide bombings be jihad? When Allah said, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ Don't cause destruction with your own hands. How could suicide be jihad? When Allah has forbidden us to oppress others. And Allah doesn't love the oppressors. Wallahu la yuhibbu al-dhalimeen. Allah doesn't love those who oppress others. How could suicide bombings be jihad when the Prophet forbade the killing of women and children in a battlefield, let alone outside a battlefield? How could suicide bombings be jihad when the Prophet forbade even killing the priest in his monastery? It's got nothing to do with any battle. How could suicide be jihad when it is not sought the statement of Allah, they do not follow Allah's commandments because if you follow Allah's commandments, they're the ones who seek to raise kalimat al-tawheed, la ilaha illallah. But those who do not seek that, just seek to remove their emotions from their bodies, from themselves, that is not jihad. Suicide bomb is killing innocent people and the end result is what? Causing more harm than good. So that is فَلَيْسَ fi sabilillah. That is not in the path of Allah. That is in the path of the devil. The path of shaitan. Those who commit suicide and kill innocent people. That is the path of shaitan. وَإِفْ سَادْ فِي الْأَرْضِ And cause corruption in the land. As Sheikh Saleh Fawzan said. وَهَذِهِ فَوْضَى And this is chaos. And Islam did not permit that. وَلَا يَسْمَحْ بِهِ Nor does it allow it. Because of what it contains of bloodshed and, uh, uh, and the rights being uh, uh, um, harmed and also the wealth being lost. This is trials and tribulations of jihad, he says. بعد ذلك. What is the end result after that? 
إنها الفوضى وانفلات الأمن كما هو مشاهد and it is only chaos and removal of security as is apparent then Ibn Abi Zayd he said وأرواح أهل السعادة باقية ناعمة إلى يوم يبعثون the souls of the happiest people نعم will continue to be in bliss until they are raised meaning in the grave Sheikh Abad said in the grave will be soul and body that will be either in bliss or in punishment soul and body both your body and your soul because you enjoyed this life soul and body those who do haram did it with their soul and body and those who do good did it with their soul and body so likewise the recompense will be both soul and body when until the day of judgment when they are raised and the souls of the evil people will be punished until the day of judgment in their graves Sheikh Sahib Uzan said this is about the adab al-qabr and the na'im this is about the punishment of the grave and its bliss for those who are good Many proofs and the proofs that are numerous The believer is uh, in a state of bliss and happiness in his grave and a door will be opened for him to show him where he will go in paradise once he is raised up again and also the good smell will come to him a wind will come with beautiful fragrance and likewise it will be made for him uh, spacious his grave will be made for him spacious from Jannah it will be like a garden from the gardens of paradise that's why we make the dua for the graves and the people in the graves Oh Allah, make their graves a garden from the gardens of paradise, not a pit from the pits of the hellfire. And likewise, in his grave, he will be able na'am, to see a person coming towards them, looking good. Say, who are you? He says, I am your good actions because of his good deeds. And, like, and, and the opposite is true for the evildoer. When they see a man looking ugly, and say, who are you? He said, I am your bad deeds. That will be in the grave. person will see that. Sheikh Saif says the same. It will be for the soul and body, whether in happiness or in punishment. Even if you see the person has become turab, soil, Still, it will be body and soul. فإنه يتنعم أو يعذب فالعذاب يقع على الروح وعلى البدن في القبر. هذا مذهب أهل السنة والجماعة ليس على الروح فقط. So it's not just the soul, but body and soul. And as for the shaki, the evil doer, والعياد بالله, then likewise his body and soul will be punished. فالروح لها تعلق بالبدن حتى في القبر 
تأتي وتذهب للميت وتتصل به وهو في قبره بمشيئة الله والروح فالروح فالروح لها تعلقات بالبدن لها تعلق به وهو في بطن أمه and also look you're the soul uh, even when you're in your mother's womb is soul and body once the angel comes and blows the spirit inside the fetus and the person in his in, his, in the womb benefits from the from the sustenance that Allah subhanahu wa provides for them whilst he's in the womb of his mother and when you are born you are born soul and body together so it is together and thirdly when you are sleeping you are sleeping in its soul and body and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hadith which is in Bukhari Bismika Rabbi wada'atu jambi wabika arfa'u in amsakta nafsi faghfir laha wa in arsaltaha fahfadha bima tahfadu bihi ibadaka salihin asking Allah to protect your soul that if he withholds it to protect it and if he sends it also to protect it huh? he sends it we don't know how but sleep is like the brother of death it's considered to be the brother of death so whilst you're sleeping naam, there is still some connection between your soul and body he's the one who makes you uh, die whilst you're sleeping it's not death but it is like you're dying in the night and he knows what you have done in the day and likewise in the grave soul and body there will be a connection and likewise after one is resurrected soul and body will have a connection where the person will be raised up soul and body the believers they will be tried in their graves and they will be questioned. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ That indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes firm the believers with a strong, with a strong statement, that strong, firm statement which is, firm statement which is, لَا إِلَهِ اللَّهِ In this life and in the hereafter. And that's for the believers. Sheikh Sa'ib Uzan said, and from the usul of Ahl-Sunnah al-Jama'ah, is as we have mentioned the the affairs of the grave so the, the the one who is who has deceased his soul has has left him raises up to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he's a good soul the, the 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 doors are open for him the first heavens the second heavens the third heavens is open for him to the to that which he is to the highest of where his soul is upon and then he's addressed with the most beautiful of names that he was called in the dunya and then the angels bring him down once his body is is in the grave angels bring him down and he's made to sit and that is the that is the akhirah that is the tabat for those upon tawheed they will be able to answer the questions from munkar and nakir and that is man rabbuk وَمَا دِينُكَ وَمَنْ هَذَا الرَّجُلُ الَّذِي بُعِثَ إِلَيْكُمْ what is, Who is your Lord? What is the state that you died upon? And who is this man that was sent to you? 
So when the person is put in his grave, the people leave him and he hears the sandals of those who left him. That hearing is specific to that time. After that time, the dead cannot hear. The dead cannot hear. The hearing is limited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the that the Prophet cannot make the dead people hear. You cannot make the dead people hear. Nor can you make no are you able to hear no one is able to hear the dead. Some people they say, Oh, we heard a we heard a tape of you know, they put a tape recorder near the, the grave and they recorded that the dead were hearing. It's all lies. The dead were screaming. No, no, it's all lies. They cannot hear. None of us can hear the dead. We do not need these lies for us to believe in the punishment of the grave. Rather, they are being punished and none can hear it from the human beings. None one can hear them being punished. So the believer will say, my deen is Islam, Allah is my Lord. And the Prophet Muhammad, he is the one who came to us and was sent to us. And... I will be said to him, Qad sadaqa abdi. My servant has spoken the truth. So make for him uh, a bed or a, a place from the place of paradise and open for him a door of paradise Naam, for them to know where they will be going at the end, uh, once they're resurrected. And he will smell nice fragrance. Naam. And he will be told to sleep like the newlywed sleeps. As for the hypocrite and the one in doubt, the one who lived in this life upon hypocrisy and upon doubt without worshipping Allah, when it was said to them, Who's your Lord? They will say, Ha, ha, la adri, I do not know. In what state did you die upon? He will say, Ha, ha, I do not, die, I do not know. Who's this man that was sent to you from the messengers? You say, ha, ha, la adri. So, a caller will call out from the sky that this person denied. So, make for him a place of hellfire and clove him from something, from, from the hellfire and open for him a door from where he's going to go in the hellfire. And he will, and he will receive its heat and his grave is going to be constricted until to the extent that his his uh, um, ribs the right and the left they get crushed and they are constricted that is a narration which is in Sunnah Nabi Dawood which is Sahih so Ahl Sunnah believe in that and there are many narrations and they are in line with the Quran. Allah mentioned the punishment of the grave in the Quran. About the people of Fir'aun, that they will be punished morning and evening. And then a grievous punishment they will become. They will fall into in the, in the, in the hereafter once they are resurrected. The Prophet himself said, Seek, ask Allah to make the person firm in his grave. Once the person is buried, ask Allah for thabat for him. Make dua for him. And seek forgiveness for him. Ask Allah for him to be firm because now he's been questioned. 
بثبت الله الذين آمنوا بالقول الثابت في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة ويذل الله الظالمين ويفعل الله ما يشاء and also Allah said ولا تصلي على أحد منهم مات أبدا as for the hypocrites do not supplicate for them who have passed away ولا تقوم على قبره no stand at his grave إنهم كفروا بالله ورسوله for they disbelieved in Allah and his messenger وماتوا وهم فاسقون then Ibn Abi Zayd he mentioned وَأَنَّ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ حَفَظَةً يَكْتُبُونَ أَعْمَالَهُمْ Upon each and every one of, our, uh, of the slaves, of the servants, are angels right, recording everything that they do. Kiraman katibin, if alunama to maroon. Those angels which have, some have wings, two wings, some have three, some have four. Those who try to draw angels, we say to them, How are you going to draw an angel with three wings? Huh? <laughs> you cannot even imagine. So therefore, these are angels. Allah has created them with different number of wings. With Jibreel والسلام, with 600 wings. We cannot even contemplate how these angels are. One of the wings of Jibreel والسلام, uh, in, the, in, the taf- in the tafsir, when the people of Lot were destroyed for their shirk and their evil conduct, they were all gathered, 40,000 plus of the community with all the houses and all the animals and uh, all the people. They were gathered and they were turned upside down for what they used to do. And that was one of the wings of Jibreel, So how great are the angels? Angels that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ They fulfill the commandments when they are commanded so we cannot see the angels yani, in their true form. We do not know how they exactly look, except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us. Alhamdulillah, the sun has just risen. So we just wait, inshallah, another... The sun has risen now about six minutes, seven minutes. We just wait another five, six minutes. And then, inshallah, we can pray the, the turakas. Whoever prays the Isha in Jama'ah, the Fajr in Jama'ah, Inshallah, he pray, he sits remembering Allah subhanahu wa taala until the sun rises. Then and he prays to rakaz thereafter. Then it is inshallah for him the reward of Hajj, complete, complete, complete. Taman, taman, taman. I'll get the hadith for you inshallah. أجر الحج تاما تاما أجر الحج تاما 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 أعوذ بالله يعني كذا أفضل نعم وأن على العباد حفظة يكتبون أعمالهم يا الشيخ صالح فوزان هي سيد فهم ذو أجنحة يطيرون ويصعدون وينزلون. So they have they have um, wings. They fly. They go up and they go down. لأن الله أقدرهم على ذلك. Because Allah may give them ability to do that. ونحن لا نراهم على سورهم. We're not able to see them upon the 
true sense. Yani upon the image. وَقَدْ يَأْتُونَ فِي سُورَةِ آدَمِيَّةِ They may come in the image of a man. And that is what Jibreel Alayhi did when he came in the form of a man, when he asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he came with exceedingly white thobe, and he came with exceedingly black hair, and la yura alayhi athru safar He didn't seem like he was on a journey, coming from a journey. وَلَا يَعْرِفُهُ مِنْهَا أَحَدٍ None of us could recognize him. Um, so we're not able to see the angels. Such that we do not be startled regarding their sight. كما كان جبريل عليه السلام يأتي إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بحضرة أصحابه في سورة دحية الكلبي in the form of uh, one that was recognized to be دحية الكلبي. He came in that form. والإيمان بالملائكة أحد أركان الإيمان الست الستة. Believing the angels is from the belief of the six beliefs that you believe in Allah and His angels. His angels, they are commanded and they fulfill His commandments. Commandments. إذ يتلقى المتلقيان عن اليمين وعن الشمال قعيد ما يرفض من قول إلا لديه رقيب عتيد. Those angels recording everything that we do, and those angels that protect us. Those who are in front of us, those who are behind us, those who protect us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed them to protect us. And as for those who have angels, We already mentioned that. So they write down everything that they do. Day and night. And also, Sheikh Abad mentions the narration about the angels that change shifts. At Fajr and the Asr. Fajr and Asr, the angels of the night at Fajr change shifts with the angels of the day. At Asr, the angels of the day change shifts with the angels of the night. And like that, the angels uh, that change shifts at that time. That's why Shaykh Abadi said, so therefore at that time, be in the masjid at Fajr and Asr. Keep up or at least if you can't make it, far away or you're sick then at least pray before sunrise because that is the time where the angels are naam recorded yata'aqabuna fikum malaikatun bil-layl wa malaikatun bil-nahar wa yishtami'una fi salat al-fajr wa salat al-asr and that is the hadith which we mentioned which is in Bukhari thumma ya'ruju al-ladhina batu fikum wa yas'aluna rabbahum they, after they change shift, they go up to Allah and, they, and Allah asks them, what are my servants doing? And Allah knows the affairs of their students and the, uh, of, the, of his servants. And they reply, we have left our servants doing such and such, praying. We came to them and they are praying. We came to them and they are worshipping you. So that is the time, Salat al-Fajr. Those who spent the night with us, the angels, they are raised. And there's an angel also for those who read Ayat al for those who sleep upon Tahara, they sleep upon Wudu. Allah places an angel for you to protect you until the morning. So when you sleep, sleep upon Wudu. Read your Ayat al-Kursi, 
Angels, they love the dhikr, to listen to the Qur'an. They love dhikr. So be upon that. There are angels called sayahun that look for the majalis of dhikr. Like these majalis in the masajid. The Prophet mentioned that, they, that the angels look for these gatherings and they are sitting in these gatherings. And subhanAllah, so much tranquility in these gatherings. Because they love to hear the Qira'ah of Fajr as well. They love to hear the Qur'an. Qur'an al-Fajr, inna Qur'an al-Fajr kana mashhuda. It is witnessed, witnessed by angels. And Allah called Salat al-Fajr Qur'an. Because in it, the presentation is prolonged. Mashhuda ay mahdura. Angels of the night and the angels of the day. They change shift at that time. And likewise at Asr. So God the Asr prayer. And God the Fajr prayer. The Asr prayer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Guard the prayer, especially the middle prayer, and stand up for Allah. Stand up for Allah. Prolonging your ibadah. That is qanit. The one who prolongs his ibadah and his with the heart being attentive. And there are angels who are, who are there to protect Ibn Adam from anyone trying to harm them. يَحْفَظُونَهُمْ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ They protect them huh? They protect them as a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect Allah's servants. And how many times this happens? Could be that somebody is about to harm you and subhanallah they may be not even able to see you. Maybe they shield them from seeing you. Maybe uh, they delay them. Maybe something happened, they delayed them, and wallahi, this is something which occurs. Subhanallah. And Allah wills. For He is the one who wills whatever is going to happen, based upon His great wisdom. Allah is there for you and me, Ya Abdullah. And He sends His angels to protect His servants. In front of you and behind you. يَحْفَظُونَهُ مِنْ that is from the command of Allah, they protect you. And this happens. Wallah, it happens. One, one particular occasion, I'd left, for example, I think it was Bradford or Manchester, to go up north, towards Durham. I got lost on one, I took a, one of those small roads, and I got lost. SubhanAllah, it was late. It must have been 11.30, 12 o'clock. I should have stayed in Manchester, was Bradford. I should have stayed with the brothers, but Allah, one time, I was going up north, and I went up, I got lost, in one of these small roads, these A roads, and eventually, I, I found a petrol station, with a, like a motel, or a place where you can stay, I parked the car, and I could see in the distance, some youth coming towards me, subhanAllah, with, with hoods, so I went towards the, the motel and the motel was closed. I rang the bell, it was closed. And I could hear the twigs on the ground, the footsteps coming towards me. SubhanAllah. I rang the bell, I lifted up my thobe, 
tied it because I was ready now. Halas could be anything. And subhanallah, you know, you don't know what they have. There was about few, quite a few of them. They may have knives, they may have... Subhanallah, I will lie, believe Allah saved us that day, that, that evening. I rang the bell, no answer. And as they were getting closer, and I was getting ready, then subhanallah, person came, said, all right, all right, I'm coming. And I just started shouting like that. I said, okay. Then he came and he opened the door. Closed, then he closed the door. By Allah, ikhwan, as I was walking inside, they grabbed the door to open it. The other guy didn't know what was happening. He was probably half asleep. They grabbed the door and they tried to open it. And they couldn't. It was, it was, it was locked. Just seconds. Allah is the protector, ikhwan. Allah is the protector. And subhanAllah went and we prayed to, to Rukas, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. So Allah is the one who protects. Wallahi protects. His servants from yani as a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the angels that take one's soul, Qul Malakul Maut, Bikum, Thumma Those angels that have been commanded to take one's soul and then to Allah you will return. And those angels for the they for the disbeliever, the soul doesn't want to come out. And Allah mentions about those souls that don't want to come out, there are angels called Nazi'at that will end, that will swim inside your body huh? and take out and look for that soul of the disbeliever and take it out by force. When Nazi'ati Gharqa, Gharqa because they swim deep into the body. When Nazi'ati Gharqa, when Nashitati Nashta, they are active, those angels. Whatever Allah commands them to do, they will do. When Nashitati Nashta, Wasabihati Sabha. Swim inside the body, try and look for that soul. فَالْمُدَبِّرَاتِ amra, يَوْمَ تَرْجُفُ الرَّاجِفَةِ So these angels called Nazi'at, and Nazi'at in the Arabic language means they rip out. They rip out, meaning they rip out the soul of the disbeliever that doesn't want to come out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doesn't want to come out to the reckoning. حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَ أَحَدَكُمُ الْمَوْتِ تَوَفَّتْهُ رُسُولُنَا Not just one of them, angels, our messengers of the angels, they will... Take their, they will take their soul. And they will not fall short in taking out the soul. Those angels which, are, which take out the souls, and they're not called Azrael as one of, as some people say, there's no authentic report that says that their name is Azrael or Israel. The angels of, that take the soul are called Malak al that's it, the angel of death. And there are angels which the angel which will blow on the horn signifying the day of judgment, Israfil. And whenever the and the first blowing of the horn, everybody will die. And Allah will say, An al Malik and Dayyan. I am the king and I am a Dayyan, the one of, of full authority. Where are the kings? Where are the people of high stations now? And then the second blowing of the trumpet, and everybody will be raised up again, or the horn. And everybody will be raised up again. And
So the angels who are, there are angels also, the angel, which is Jibreel alayhi salam, which is being given the duty of giving the revelation to the messenger sallallahu And the angel, or the angels that are given the duty of rain, when it's going to rain, that's Mikael salam. And also the angels that fulfill whatever Allah wills in the heavens and the earth, they fulfill His commandments. And likewise, the angels, Naam, the gatekeepers of hellfire, Alam Yatikum Nadir, those who will talk and address the people entering the hellfire, and the angels, likewise, who will be in charge of opening the doors to paradise. And they will not be allowed they will not be permitted to open the door for anyone before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They are the angels that are mentioned. And many others. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and make us of those who call upon him day and night. May Allah protect us with his protection. Subhanakallah bihamdika, shadu la ilaha illa anta